Hey there, welcome back to the table. I am your host, the unexcusable noise that you make every time you try to clear your sinuses, but nothing comes out. Uh, to my right, we have the Rudemeister. Hello. Jonathan Borheim and our lovely friend James. Hey guys, it's James and that's Jose. Hey guys, this is Jose. Yeah, oh. I'm picking up the scraps. Excuse it you. sounds it's very... Like echoey in here. Maybe I'm just hearing it. I don't know. Hopefully it's not. Jonathan Bormeister does not appreciate having his name acronym to Jose. I know know why it sounds... I need to go grab that big green chair. You guys keep talking. I will be right back. That needs to come into here. Because it's the the echo? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what's what's doing it. I'll be right back. No, to keep going. Keep okay, going, guys. So, Vamp, baby. so today's episode is what, a, Corey? A no Joe so yo, we watching movies, bro. I'm uh, gonna have to also, have someone workshop that title. <laughs> mostly uh, I think a couple of ones that we came up was like mostly discussing dragons or discussing dungeons and dragons. Uh I didn't have another one. Uh so, <laughs> so uh, if it's you an can't honor. tell Um, This is kind of akin to the round table Uh, again. Unfortunately, Joe cannot join us for this week's session. And since uh, we've been on a little hiatus, um, we're going to have to do a filler episode here before we figure out what exactly happened to our adventurers in that coffin-esque cavern that they found themselves in. So before we begin and while we set up and prepare to tell you what we have been doing... How was your uh, how was your weeks, guys? How, how have you been? Uh, you could go first. I don't, I don't know where to start. What what is this apathy <laughs> with telling telling us how how your lives have been? I don't What's, know, man. I, what do you want us to do? Uh, tell me how your life has been in don't the week. Do, don't tell me what that you was do. the question. <laughs> well, see, the thing is about that is like if I tell you how my week has been. People are going to get super bummed out, so no. Hey, guys, uh-huh. I'll tell you how my week was. Ooh, last week I was spending all the time editing for an entire day. Hit it in credit, the wonderful podcast we're on right now. Heck yeah. And with that, uh, we're going to tell you exactly what our filler episode was. So we decided to keep it D&D oriented, but also kind of work in a little bit of the formula from James's other podcasts. And three, two, one. Mostly speaking Sentai. Ooh, it's going to be real loud. Only we didn't watch uh, any Sentai related thing, but we did watch something D&D related and we are going to give our thoughts on it. Yes, uh, Mr. Jonathan Bormier, what was your... I want to say the title of the movie. Yes. It's Dungeons and Dragons 2, Wrath of the Dragon God. Maybe asking, why didn't they watch Dungeons and Dragons 1 first? And to that, I say... It's all we found. Yeah. (laughs) I did not have time to go to a bunch of stores. I looked on RecklessRecords.com, just Reckless.com, though, to find anything. And what I found was Dungeons and Dragons 2 didn't know what it was. And oh boy, am I upset that I scooted more than five miles to get this movie today. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry there? about that. Uh, yeah, because I don't have a venture card, but I also wanted to exercise a little. Oh. 
Nicole gave me her Ventra card, so I scooted the way back, but I had to wait 17 minutes for the bus. (laughs) So it is actually, what is this? It's not Workshop by Wizards of the Coast, but the Wizards of the Coast did sign off on this movie. We come from the coast! That's a black metal song. (laughs) From what it looks like, it looks like the sequel doesn't have much pertaining to the first movie other than the main villain who makes a return. Damn it, dear. And yeah, so let's just get into a a quick summary about what this movie was about. Can I do it? Absolutely. Okay, if you've ever seen any fantasy or played Dungeons and Dragons, you know the plot line. Die, Ranger. That's, uh, I mean, you know, to be honest, not too (laughs) far from the truth. There's Uh, a guy who was dead, then he becomes undead after he gets a magical item. That magical item awakens a dragon. The dragon's in a town full of people who we grow to care about, possibly. And those people need to get a bunch of classes together to go fight this evil guy. And guess what they do when they win? That's it. And you think... That oh no, they actually did kill off one of the party members. Uh, yes, the cleric. The cleric died. Um, but yeah, Dorian. That's what his name was. Essentially, that's our it. lovely main protagonist, the tax collector of Ishmir. <laughs> what was his name? Barrick. Yeah, uh, the tax collector is essentially the one and only hope for Ishmir, which I guess ended up being a lie because technically his wife was the one and only hope. Laura. Yeah. Uh, essentially, they come to find that a great evil has begun to sweep into the nation. And because it's they the, got the Orb of Vanator. I don't know if that's the name. That's not, I think They're it was Vanator. Close enough, at yeah. least. Vanator. But, uh, apparently, Demorian, the bad guy from the first video, or it's, first uh, it's movie. It's Damador. Damador. Uh, it's Numenorian. The maskless. Anyways, Damien gets the uh, orb <laughs> from the let or gets this powerful orb of Vanator and is going to use that to reawaken a colossal black dragon, which I have a lot of complaints about. Um, actually, black dragon don't breathe fire. They do the other thing. And uh, that tower in the end, that's not how towers look. Um, Actually, that's my new band name. Um, actually, you hear the shell that you pick up on beach? It's good sounding. I just boiled well, that you down. That last one was just wow, and wildly incorrect. But that last one was a big personal attack. <laughs> so, Corey, what was your big gripe about the black dragon? Okay, I was gonna wait until we kind of went through the movie a little bit to 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 feel it out. But I'll tell you what my big gripe about the dragon is. One, the movie is called like Wrath of the Dragon God, right? Yeah. That wasn't a dragon god. That was just an ancient sleeping dragon. The two dragon gods being Bahamut and Tiamat. I would have thought maybe they were going to bring Tiamat into this, but they didn't. It was just a colossal sleeping black dragon. Two, the black dragon, for one, is like, is already interrupted in the beginning. And so, like, despite dragons being encased in, you know, a long sleep as they normally do, they can still very well easily be awakened by someone entering their lair or messing with them as Beric did prying the thing's fucking eye open. Yeah, that, that was, was uh, real fucking stupid. Yep. And three, yes, black dragons don't breathe fire. Well, okay, I have two quick things. One, 
you can pry someone's eye open and they won't wake up. You ever seen a Garfield comic? And two, the entire time we were watching this movie, Corey was just like stroking a nerd boner saying, I'm just so excited to see if they fuck up this dragon's breath. The entire movie. Which they did. (laughs) Which is something that should be, shouldn't have happened since Wizards of the Coast signed off on this movie they should get the dragons right wizards from the coast yeah it was um kind of weird that a lot of the stuff in this movie like even though it was a straight to dvd movie it was kind of like really shitty if it was a a D movie like an actual D &D movie (laughs) hey jose that ass is straight to dvd who Ooh, I have no idea yeah. what that means. He in. So oh, here's what I'll means. say. For a straight-to-DVD movie, it wasn't bad. It was fantastic. If it wasn't supposed to fit the lore of Wizards of the Coast so much, I wouldn't have a lot of gripes about what it accomplished as a low-budget straight-to-DVD movie. Let me... Can I quickly say, I said it's fantastic. For a straight-to-DVD movie in 2005, it's fantastic. Yeah. It, it's very good for for its age and for its budget that it worked on. That's like a kid who can nollie kick flip. That's like five. Hey, that's fantastic for your age. But you try and do that around Rodney Mullen. <laughs> Dude's going to have you beat. So if you if you have a low budget movie, <laughs> you should try to make up where your budget can't. So making a black dragon breathe fire when in fifth edition they breathe acid and to give it credit what about 3.5 in 3.5 around the time this movie came out i believe 3.5 was at its height even then the black dragons breathed poison breath not fire poison fire breath not not the same no poison fire breath to be fair, when they were in the cavern for the black dragon, it, it was, was like exhaling poison. Yeah, baby. Yeah, it wasn't exhaling poison. It was exhaling some sort of green smoke because if, they, if it was exhaling poison, it would very clearly be of damage to them because a black dragon's poison breath is very damning. I get that, mm. but that's what they called it. Yeah, <laughs> she also she used magic to dis- to like interrupt it. She cleared it out. She cleared out this mist yes but and maybe i missed it being declared as poison i'm telling you they said it it was they literally said it in the movie but that still doesn't excuse the fact that it swapped from poison to fire because that's not something that dragons can do yes they only have one type of breath because they can only generate one sort of source it's breathing poison but it shoots fire from its mouth. So a breath weapon is what it uses to harm people and shoot out. So a red dragon's breath weapon would be fire. From its little nostrils, a.k.a. where you breathe, That's, poison was coming from. Maybe, the, But its breath weapon in this was fire, which it should have been acid and or poison. Maybe the dragon had a staff of fireball. You never Ooh. know. If I may interject, I think that if it was breathing poison through its nostrils earlier in the film like we all saw one it hit the nail on the head with the reference two i think that it's just breathing fire because it's easier for viewers to just grasp instead of it yeah also that would be a lot more cgi or a lot more effects to go into just watching a lot of people die from poison yeah and not, whatnot well so well, if maybe it's not not you really just put a green filter over the screen and everybody just chokes it, to death but yeah still it's no, more aesthetically it pleasing yes, to that's watch what it is 
then just use a red dragon. No, but red dragons, <laughs> like, <laughs> red dragons aren't evil though. They are yes, incredibly they are. evil. They are no, they're one of the evil. most evil. Yeah, red equals warmth, and warmth is happiness, guys. Nope, not in ice. the chromatic oh. dragons are all evil, and the metallic dragons are all of some sort of good alignment. Yeah, friggin', you ever seen a red? Dagger, I have at a swap meet, a flea market, if you will. Josh Gorsiak's dad was selling them. What is this argument based on? Wait, what? Uh, what? Th- there can be red metals. What? All right. Um, <laughs> it's just painted. You ever seen Beetleborg's Metallics? Okay, now I get it. You ever seen Beast Wars Metallics? I get it. You uh, ever another... been in the 90s when Metallics was for some reason a thing? <laughs> yeah. And uh, no. Yeah, you guys weren't even alive in the 90s. Metallic red, metallic black, metallic blue. Yeah, guys. Also, the dragon turned into what appeared to be a Draco Lich. Yeah. I keep messing up stuff on this (laughs) dang pen. So when the dragon eats the orb of Vanatar or whatever it was called, uh, it seems to decay into a Draco Lich. It didn't eat it. It just stomped on it. And snorted it through its knuckles. Oh, I thought he ate it, too. No. I thought I saw him eat it. He said, place the orb on the ground, and he just stomped on it. Oh, I could have swore he just, like, thudded his head on the ground and ate it. So maybe he was just breathing poison while he was asleep. He wakes up, crushes the orb, and now he breathes fire. He's a more powerful Uh, dragon. That's not how breath weapons work. And my in this movie, <laughs> yeah, but this is magic. Anything is possible with magic as long as you believe. Magic has rules, despite the common misconception that it doesn't. Yeah, but this is also <laughs> guys, a movie. it doesn't. It's magic. You can do whatever uh, you want with it. You can pull a deck out of a card and be fine. Yeah, a single card you pull an entire deck out of. I've been playing D&D for like a year now, and magic has no rules, okay? Yeah, dude. I can tell you because I am definitely an expert. You're impressive. Right? (laughs) Yeah. He's played 1E, 2E, 3E. You better believe 3.5E. 1E wasn't called 1E. 4E, and uh, yeah, 5E. And don't forget Pathfinder. Oh, and s- cryologically is. I think we just lost viewers just at the joking. mention of Pathfinder. I, I've I, only I, ever played 5E. Uh, he's played uh, a little thing called Hero Quest. You guys ever play Hero Clicks? I think oh, that's a little man. bit more intense. You ever played Eternal Lands? Having an aneurysm. I've played Divinity. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I, I didn't want to bring it up, but man, when Corey showed me Divinity, I'm so sorry that I wanted to just kill everything. Did you ever cyber sex on RuneScape? This kid hadn't. <laughs> I did. Until now. Every, I've cyber sexed <laughs> on other things, but you not ever RuneScape. cyber sex on Club Penguin? With Club like, Penguin? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I was 12 and I had another I'm Club Penguin this girlfriend. Conversation. I don't want to hear about you cyber sexing on Club Penguin. <laughs> I've only cybersexed uh, one person and it was Lauren Waringa. Who? <laughs> Just <laughs> dropping someone names. From, <laughs> who went to a different school than I did. <laughs> Corey looks like he's hurting. So there's a lich in this. Uh, yes. Who doesn't have a name is just known by lich. He clearly looks like Nosferatu, but like it peeled like back it would, Nosferatu. Like it was trying so hard to be Nosferatu, but, but it was like... a buff one. A mm. swap meat version of Nosferatu. Oh, yeah, I say swap meat once and now everyone's saying it on the pod. Which I guess 
with liches, there's no way that a lich should look. It's just supposed to be an undead wizard. But he, yeah, he looked very Nosferatu-esque. Buff Daddy um, Nosferatu. If anything, he looked like an Uruk, actually, <laughs> from uh. Lord of the Rings. Mm. And um, he did not act like a lich that much, did he? He was he was supposed to be, as they actually point out in the movie, he's supposed to care about himself, right? And he ends up hindering the party very briefly in the forest. Uh, he ends up tricking one of them into coming out by their lonesome and uses what I'm guessing is hold person on him and holds him to the ground. The rest of the party has to come and save him, and he ends up summoning a bunch of ghosts that ends up chasing the party off. Spectres, if you will. Caspers, if I do. But the lich ends up aligning with the main bad guy and it's even spoken with the lich and the main bad guy that the lich is stronger than the main bad guy and has more abilities to use the orb at its greater power more so than mr desmond miles Um, (laughs) but still he just still he just kind of gives the orb up and enthralls himself to this much weaker individual give it up give it up <laughs> so i what i don't happening? i don't i don't get what was going on with the lich at all can i become a lich in in our campaign if you die and oh, you have enough hate and spite in yourself yes snap guess what guys next episode i'm getting murdered i'm gonna be full of hate and spite I'm coming back as a lich daddy oh no I do not understand what is happening. <laughs> this is, you guys wanted a mostly speaking Sentai-esque thing. This is what that is. No. I should have written a review for, or a summary of this, but then that meant I would have had to spend another 105 minutes watching this. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, it did kind of drag a little in places. It didn't really... A it little? Felt, it, it felt like there was a story... There was but, uh, one. They didn't really follow it for the longest time. It felt like there was a story, but every scene was just the side quests. Yeah. And, uh, oh, well, they, and there's another thing. They got a different dragon, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they, they bring in, like, what appears to be, like, a young blue dragon of some sort. A worm. Not a worm, because worms are smaller than this was. And but it was probably dirt. maybe only, like, uh, 100 years old or something. And it comes out of nowhere, really. It just kind of was just kind of dropped in so um, while they were inspecting a goblin village. So here's the thing. I think that the draw the drop the dragon destroyed the goblin village, but it's weird because the goblin village is implied to have been burnt, but the dragon breathes ice. Yeah, which is another continuity error. What to, but to be fair, you don't for the goblin village, you don't really see anything that happens to like you don't see it just you just see like a couple huts that have been turned over. Yeah. Like nothing has been scorned or burnt to yeah. like everything was burnt. Like it, oh, I they, saw nothing. That I was saw burnt. nothing that was burnt. There's a big shot where they like zoom out and they show the dragon and all the surrounding huts and whatnot, and they're all scorched. Like they're all burnt for real. I did yes. not see that. Yeah, it feels Pick like it, up. it feels like they didn't know what they wanted to do with the dragons in this. To be fair. Going back to the, there's a story. There is a story. Can you ask, if you were to ask any, like, I don't want to speak for you guys, but if you were to ask me what the story was, I'd be like, yeah, uh-huh. 
That was I know the story. it. They're, the big bad has an artifact, and they got to go get it. Pretty but much. like the whole the whole movie is them going to get it, but with no real connections or or like how they went off to go get it was like how are you going there? How what was your plan to get from point A to point B? Easy. So there were like, yeah, it was just, a, it was confusing. It oh. was, it was incredibly confusing. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I think I'm sort of piecing it together as we're talking about it. But the big party was going to this one particular magically place that had the trap that Nick's, the little rogue boy, uh, got Nim. Uh, whatever. Nim got his little rogue boy foot caught up on. And he was saying that this is the place where that one guy accidentally teleported into a wall as like a weird joke because he couldn't see where he was going in the first place but they go to this place and they find the place that they're trying to go to through this weird magical portal thing right i think their entire goal was just to get to this place find the magical portal that takes them to the place that they're trying to get to yeah because yeah they do explain that the jubilix the slime demon made a portal of some sort or the uh what was it the pool of sight yeah that showed you ah. any place that you desired to see so that you could teleport there and that, and they clarified that since it was made by a fiend, there's no guarantee that it's going to work perfectly. Mm. As seen when they teleport there, the mage that teleported there with them got her arm trapped in a brick wall. Her name was Armaline, and she's going to be my new wife. And Lux is going to be my new wife. The barbarian was the best. Lux is going to be my new band name. God damn As it. A, playing a cleric in our campaign, the way the cleric died in this movie yeah, was, it was so dumb yeah yeah the cleric so just, stupid the cler- everyone was hiding from the dragon from the goblin village that breathed ice and the cleric decides i'm gonna run out and confront this dragon so he runs out casts a small spell on the dragon and the dragon of course being a dragon was like fuck you and encased him in ice and then ate him yeah it was so he like cast fire ag- against the dragon and just fucking stood there like Jump out of the way. Don't just fucking stand there. Like, ah, oh God. And then after he's eaten, they easily mow down this dragon and it just bursts into pieces. And then we see, like, the cleric's arm laying on the ground frozen. Well, I think, yeah. So he wasn't eaten by the dragon. He just happened to blow up when the dragon blew up. Also, no, he, I, no, was, he eaten. was eaten. Yeah. The he dragon, was absolutely eaten. The dragon froze him and then swallowed it. I yeah. don't remember yeah. the swallowing. Also, if I may interject with the whole like fire thing and why he didn't move, I think he cast the fire shield spell or whatever it was, but it ran out. And, yes. and the dragon breath was too overpowering in that instant. I get that. But you're right. He should have jumped out of the way. Why early. stand face to face with a dragon? Even if it's a young dragon. Guys, I think I know. He used the fire. He didn't move because, hey, if you're if you're talking to me, if it's a concentration spell, I gotta concentrate if I'm about to move anywhere. And he just broke concentration if he would have uh, stopped doing the fire. Maybe. Running breaks concentration, oh, guys. Yes. Wait a minute. I've got it. Uh, the reason why he didn't move, he ran out of movement speed. Um, he, he was standing still. No, he was prone when he first started. He was underneath like this weird oh, burnt hut. He used half his movement to stand but and why, then the other half to... Why stand in front of the dragon? Why, why stand... Because he ran out of movement speed. He didn't have anywhere else to go. I think he also just planned on fighting it, but uh, 
didn't have a bonus movement or bonus action or something. I don't know what to tell you, man. Try running and not concentrate, okay? It's hard to do. You'll fall over. Also, he complete when he no, because st- football players do it all the time and basketball oh, players do it all the time. They're not concentrating on the game. They're Is that what you're saying? Not on running. They don't have to concentrate on running. That's they're concentrating on the ball. I don't know what magic mumbo jumbo you're talking oh my about. God. To even move a finger, I gotta concentrate. I think- that seems like a personal <laughs> problem. I'm gonna add one final thing about our cleric. I think the directors just didn't want to deal with five characters because. What, what was his name? Dorian, the cleric boy. When he stood up to go fight the dragon, he dropped his shield and hammer. He yeah. did not pick up any of his weapons. They were trying to kill him off. Pretty they were simple. trying to kill. Oh, they also gave him a touching moment with Barrack after Barrack was feeling down about how he let the lich trick him and everything. So they were like, oh, we got to give it. We got to get a sympathy death in. What was that line? Oh, oh got <laughs> it. What was that um, line? Oh, my God. I hated that. Barrick, so after the encounter, was just like, uh, God, where is it? After where is it? meeting the lich, he said, oh, uh, he ran into. Oh, I fell into that trap like a farm boy on his first campaign. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. What was that beautiful. fourth wall shit? <laughs> that was and they so say beautiful. good writers are dead. <laughs> Well, they are now. This was 2005. (laughs) Can I I bring up one of my favorite parts of the movie? The boyish ghoul that they had to do when we first find out he's a tax collector and he meets this knight Uh, and he's like, you're out there for a boyish ghoul, are you? It was duel. They have a boyish ghoul together. (laughs) It was a duel. Duel. A boyish duel. Two men can bear a ghoul together and a boyish one at that. (laughs) It's 2019. Uh, I don't know. Can we talk about something real quick? What up? (laughs) One. I don't know what curse was bestowed on the wife of Beric. It was like it's this strange decaying slash undead slash corruption curse. Mm-hmm. Bestowned. So, Herb. God <laughs> damn it. Well, I don't even think it corrupted her. I think it well, was, they were afraid that it might have been corrupting her, but she was still doing what she needed well, to do. Well, that's what they they kept saying, though, that this corruption could turn her evil and that it was also turning her undead and that it was also killing her. Yes. So the curse was doing a lot, but through all of this, she is able to figure out this long lost puzzle to where they can essentially find these, I, I guess, like these ho- holy leaves of the god of nature. Yeah, which um, was what, acorn and tea leaf, something weird like that. Yeah, but if they took that and used her faith. Which is weird because she was a mage and she very, very explicitly uh, stated in the beginning that mages don't have divine magic. If they used her faith to essentially appeal to the god, they would get essentially the opposite to the orb that the dragon consumed to use it to destroy the dragon. If there's the orb of Vanna 2, can we do this? The orb of Vanna white? Because one, it's white and uh, hey, Vanna... Let me see what's behind uh, the ease. Also, yeah, what the uh, hell just happened? <laughs> that, that was a lot to process. I, I had a very like, like it was not a very big issue, but it was like a slight issue with one of the scenes. It was when Beric and Melora were talking to the the elder mages. Melora being his wife. Yeah. So they're they're standing there, and the, like the head mage right behind him is like some middle aged man, oh. and he just looked was not looking in any direction of the other characters, was looking off, like, 
off screen and he looks super concerned. Like the scaredest, like he saw the, the scariest thing of his life. And I was just sitting there like, what the, what are you doing? Dude saw some bees, The fuck kind of acting is this shit? You look like a wide-eyed Winona Ryder as the Stranger Things acceptance award was happening. <laughs> I hate you. That's the closest thing I can think of. I don't know any other. Yeah. Also, another continuity error. Once, once she gets <laughs> that, uh. She being Melora. Uh, yeah. Once she gets the orb, everyone in the hall behind her blows up because the lich is there and doing some shit. The lich comes in, blows a bunch of people up, takes the evil orb that Beric captured from uh, that Beric captured from the main villain. He takes the orb back and leaves, and everyone in that hallway is seen scorched and dead, like eyes open, dead state, unconscious, unmoving. Then, when oh. they free the curse from Melora, and she's able to stand to her feet and get uh, get the orbs. Everyone in that hallway is alive again. It, I think it landed a huge healing spell. Or they passed healed. their death saves. This was 3.5. Death saves. Were there death saves in 3.5? I, I don't I don't think I don't there know. were. I don't think there were, though. This I, movie pioneered death saves. That ass pioneered it. death saves. Because yeah. it's got me faint. Oh, snap. All right. Overall, in my opinion, guys. Overalls. Ooh, I want them over off, baby. That ass. Jesus. Overall. I'm going to cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie was horrible. <laughs> I, I don't care what you guys think. Oh, yeah. I didn't I enjoy it. it. I hated it. Hey, it's... at least you guys didn't have to, you know, travel a bunch in order to get. Do you... I had a hero's quest in order to get this movie. <laughs> Do you have the receipt? Because I can return that for you. No, it. Uh, I, I'm fine with keeping this. <laughs> <laughs> it did okay, in I... my opinion. It did okay for the low budget and. Oh, actually, no. I I have something about this. Uh oh. How much do you guys think was spent on this movie? What was the budget? I couldn't even guess. $170,000. i am going to say $5,000. What? That's dumb. <laughs> oh, damn. $5,000? Yes. Yeah, that's like... That's, that's like... That's not even like... That's a three-bedroom apartment downtown, like yeah, a month. Yeah. And that's that, also the production cost of this oh movie. Oh, my God. Corey. I don't know. Um, I, I hope it's nothing higher than 20 k to be honest. It was $12 million. No Are you serious? They had $12 million to make this movie and they made it this bad? I gotta retract my low budget statements. Now it's just a bad movie. <laughs> it's just a bad movie. They had a, a $12 million budget and they made it this bad. How much do you think the movie made? This is Honestly, with... I think it made probably barely $10,000. If... The, the, wait, the wait, first one was before, in theaters, right? Yes, the first one was in theaters. I would like to say there is a third movie that I would love for us to watch called The Book of Vile Darkness. So it still got somehow, it was like seven years later, it did get a sequel. So uh, I'll, I'm going to say it got, a, it grossed $2.2 million. Rudy? I'm going to say it earned at least 75% back. I said I I honestly believe probably no more than ten thousand. One point seven million. Oh yeah. my god. Wow. So that's a eleven million dollar deficit, dude. Shit. But hey, they made enough money to make another one. Did they? No. They, was, 
they also might have just made another one because Dungeons and Dragons was getting more popular. Oh, maybe. But no, this was not a successful movie at all. So, no. base, so coming into this movie, I, I really don't have like a, a bias or a basis for like what to consider a, like a good D&D movie. Warcraft. That's a Warcraft movie. But it's a but better D&D movie Corey, than this. What like it, going into a movie that's a high fantasy movie? What what would you keep as like what would you have like your bullet points to make it a good D and D movie? To make it a good D and D movie, well, what's what what can I have my runtime be? Longest uh two at hours. At least one session, one normal session. So basically, like an hour to two hours. Or if we're going with two hours, you got to cast it essentially. And I hate bringing in kind of like a a, a mainstream point, but I think it is yeah. uh, a pretty good. I, if you're gonna if you're gonna cast a good high fantasy movie that is gonna be D and D based, you're gonna probably want to pace it much like Lord of the Rings did. Okay, so what do you think would be a good budget, like in the hundred millions or? It's definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely within the, uh, if not tens, of, um, high tens of millions. But for a good high fantasy to be more than just uh, what this was, you, you're gonna have to have a good padded budget, and you're gonna have to have continuity. I I want to say something. There's a web series by Melzer. He's been on Mostly Speaking Sentai a lot. It is high fantasy called The Street Wizard's Apprentice that was made for $500. And it is fucking amazing. It is just you need people who, one, care about the product and, two, know what the hell they're doing. And then it can be great. You guys also, it's on Amazon Prime. Watch it. You, you know what? That's fair to say. It doesn't technically need a high budget, I guess, but... It, but if you wanted it to make it the way you envision it, you need continuity. You need pacing. This movie didn't, its pacing was all over the place. Yeah. And you need to have your viewers give a shit about what's going on. Because I, I feel our main cast was just kind of thrown together, literally thrown together. We get where we got a few little bits of introduction scenes that were far away from the plot, far away from the main character, just showed the character's personality, and then all of a sudden they were all assembled in one place. And the main guy was a tax collector who uh. someone comes to this, maybe they were coming to the mage, Melora, and a tax collector asking for help in a castle. Why those two people? He well, to be to... fair, he used to be a hero. Okay, yeah. 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 At one point, he had some grand adventures, and he apparently taught the captain of the guard what the captain of the guard knew. I did write down that tax collector is my favorite subclass of dad. <laughs> <laughs> I I do. Uh, that's it's gonna be an actual bit. I'm going to implement at some point for one of my characters. I also put down when he's having that boyish ghoul with someone at the end, he said, Hey, I let you win. So you can know, like your time is done. You don't need to keep trying to be a hero. And I wrote down like, yeah, he's not calling him old. He's saying 
our equivalent would be if you are a very good accountant or tax collector, you would not become a SoundCloud rapper. There's just no <laughs> there's no reason to do that. It also I these are jokes that I said before. That one got a very good laugh. They already heard the joke, but I hope the listeners you're hooting and hollering. Um, I do have something to say as like the the resident film person in the group in like the hidden and critic group. I so like when it comes to like analyzing movies and shows, analyzing. I could not write any notes for this movie whatsoever. Like I I tried. I tried to sit there and write things down. Corey was sitting next to me. I could not write anything. That's how bad it was. Like if I were to write a treatment for this movie, I wouldn't know where to start because it was just so bad. It was just the pace, like I said, the pacing's all over the place. There are scenes that drag out longer than they need to, and then there are scenes that are over quicker than they began. Yeah. Like, it, it's hard to retain a lot of the information when it's all so over the place. One of my favorite things in the movie was when they're leaving, what's the town, Ismar? I'm just calling it Ismar. And they're on their horses to get ready. Then as they're leaving the town, they're off the horses. Then we see them leaving the town in another part on the horses. Then again, we see them in this graveyard. They are off the horses. This is all within 25 seconds. Just each scene, they're in a different position with the horse. It was ridiculous. They were already outside of the town and they were walking the horses. They weren't even on the horses. It was ridiculous. Yeah, they're donkey lips. So main main things for for these kinds of high fantasy movies there needs to be character development. The characters literally, I get it. They were all playing a class in D anD D, but there has to actually be more to the character than what class they are. Like the barbarian was just a strong girl that wasn't the brightest and was angry all the time. But her brother also died, remember, by the hands of Beric. See, and that's the thing. You introduced a plot point that you never came back to or a character development point that you never came back to. Yeah, because she just trusted him the entire movie. She said, oh, yeah, I don't care that you killed my brother. Had to be done. It was a duty. And then uh, another thing, for the longest time, I couldn't figure out if the rogue was a rogue or a ranger. It was just, you couldn't tell. I just... yeah, it was all over the place. So build your build your characters better and also make the villain more interesting. Uh, the the villain was literally just a dude trying to rebirth a dragon. Right. And that's that was him. That was his character arc, because uh, when they met him, he was very uninteresting. He would, didn't even have a good villain I'm not going to say that he didn't have a good villain monologue, but he didn't even necessarily sound like his heart was invested in being evil. Wait, I I just wanted to say you said we just met him and this is crazy. Here's my (laughs) number and a dragon, baby. I do. (laughs) That was pretty pretty funny. But I do have something that I do have a gripe with. Is it that you and me aren't kissing right now? <laughs> no, Save it's just it for I this felt. Gay. <laughs> I felt like the women in this movie, like the the main characters, other than Melora, because Melora was covered up most of the time, and she was supposed to be like decaying. Uh, I felt like the two other main women in the story felt like a little too over sexualized. Like there was random moments where the the 
the wizard would like they just oh, show random cleavage yeah and like, then, like like she was really she was honestly pretty well covered up throughout the rest of the movie but yeah. that one scene it's like there's some cleavage that didn't need to happen yeah i Lux, thought however, was, besides was you fine. know like the of course like the breastplate showing the boobs i thought the complete opposite they only showed cleavage once and not i thought none of them Ooh. were sexualized another thing they were the only younger ones in the group everybody else was much older uh it was weird. Like, Corey and I were talking about that. Like, it just felt weird. Like that. I, I will say it was a little weird that the only two young people in the movie were the barbarian and the mage, and they were like kind of casted at, in a very sexualized light in the beginning. But I will agree with James. Later on in the movie, it just it kind of just stopped being that. Yeah. Because uh, it felt like the barbarian and w- Lux and Nim were going to like smooch or something, but they didn't. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah, they didn't which force a relationship, surprised. which is good. I'm glad that they didn't force a relationship into the movie, and I'm also glad that they kept Lux being a badass. Like, granted, her whole character was that she was angry, but at least they kept her an angry, powerful force rather than you know, degrading her with sexuality. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I felt, I think I was just focusing way too much on what happened in the beginning and then the rest of the movie, I was just like, what is happening? That's fair. It's very, it's easy to get hung up on parts in this movie. I do have one thing I'd like to mention. Scenes were dragged out for way too long. Like, I'm pretty positive that the lich apparitions, ghosts or whatever, were chasing our heroes for, like, a solid 15 seconds. And I understand, like, you know, you gotta establish there's a chase and whatnot. Other movies have done chase scenes really well. But if you're staring at a chase happening and you're not feeling anything, if you're just like, this is information that I can't even soak in, what are you doing? Yeah, and same thing with a lot of the the dragon fire breathing scenes. I think there was like five minutes of fire breathing that was just of people on fire running around and screaming, and it's like this is doing nothing. Yeah, for there was just like a a good a full few minutes at the end where it was just a dragon killing shit. They didn't even die right at the end. It was so stupid because like they would just get hit by the fireball by the fire breath and then just turn into ash <laughs> it was just weird <sighs> guys yeah when I, they should have been hit by acid breath i feel that um, actually uh, i think that was, <laughs> you see kari i don't think that the acid breath was in the budget i i the there's a lot that was not in the budget, budget. Poison spray wasn't either. Like, remember, remember when in the, in the very beginning when they were setting a boat out onto the lake and <laughs> it immediately cut away from film and went to a picture drawing of a kraken crushing the boat? Yeah. That was kind of cool. I actually have a thing that I wanted to mention about boats and rafts and the whole reason that the lich was there in the first place. So everybody was trying to build a raft across a little river type of thing, right? Right. Yeah. That's what the cleric was doing. He was cutting down trees to build the raft. However, Barrick is distracted because he thinks that the cleric, I'll just refer to him as only the cleric because I will not recall his name. Dorian. The cleric. Yes. Um, Barrick is tricked into thinking that the cleric has fallen under a tree, but by the time that they all run away, they all run towards the cleric knowing that he has a boat ready to set sail. (laughs) Well, she. so the mage does mention like, she was disappointed in Barrett because he fell for that trick, whereas nobody else did. So I guess they all knew that the cleric was fine. Except Barrett. Except I guess. for Barrett. 
<sighs> the subtitle of this movie, sh- instead of Wrath of the Dragon God, it should have been Dungeons and Dragons 2, My Life with Barrick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I really want to see the first one, but I really want to... Is, is the first one the one where it's very anti-D&D? No, you're thinking of uh, Darkest Dungeons. That I want to see. You could also be thinking of Mazes and Wizards or Skullduggery. There's a lot of them. Ah, all right, I hate to interrupt, but final thoughts on this movie. Quick, one-sentence final thought. Rudy? Good for direct-to-DVD, bad for the people watching it. Corey? Just get the just get continuity right. Just get the lore right. <laughs> James? Uh, you guys heard me saying, holy fuck, how long is this movie? Yeah. yeah. I also, <laughs> I hate long movies already. I enjoy TV over movies, unless it's fantastic, like... Oh, man, Ted, I wish that were longer. The new Godzilla movie, wish that were longer. God, it's so good. If you haven't watched Godzilla, King of the Monsters 2019, oh, watch it up, guys. There's also another King of the Monsters. That's why I specified 2019. Better than this monster movie. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So one sentence, uh, final thought on this movie. James, what do you have? Oh, just my last <laughs> sentence was a run-on sentence. Let's say that. So <laughs> I thought this, it was this just movie be, oh. was a run-on sentence. It's- yeah, uh, to, I also want to say something on your guys's scenes dragging. I felt like every scene was very it was too short. It really? felt like th- it was just a collection of one hundred scenes strung together. Well, that, well, my thing with it wasn't necessarily that, that all the scenes dragged. It's that the pacing itself was fucked up. Yeah. Oh no, that I believe. Yeah. Is so. Yeah. Th- there were definitely some scenes that were just like they came in and then they were gone, and then there were scenes that like the dragon scene where it just kind of went on for yeah. a while. And it here's my last thing. To say, my one sentence about this is four people watched this movie and all had wildly different thoughts on it. So maybe it is good. Watch it with friends. That's what I will say. You'll have a, an okay time if you watch it with three like-minded friends. Definitely don't watch it by yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. unless you're trying to jack it. Uh, this is <laughs> I mean, my final well. thought is... This is definitely somebody's first campaign, but doesn't really understand how D&D works. You know, to be fair, that's kind of how mine was. Uh, my, I ran a fucking Dark Souls-esque campaign for oh, yeah, my first thing, and everyone was just dying over and over and again. And I was like, come on, guys, get better at Dungeons & Dragons. Let's go. <laughs> Damn it, Corey. <laughs> All right. Um, so I will say this may not have seemed like a really good episode, but that's just because the movie was lackluster. I think it was good. I asked if you wanted to kiss me. (laughs) Come on. You know what? As long as we're all in love with each other, then can we really call it a waste of time? As I was saying, um, please go check out James's uh, podcast, Mostly Speaking. Speaking of that and kisses, on Mostly Speaking Sentai, we do this thing, I do this thing, I should say, where we kiss with our listeners I count down to three and then go, Mwah. so do you want to all four of us kiss okay. the listeners? So three, two, one. Mwah. Mwah. There we go, guys. Four-way kisses and however many listeners wanted to do that along with us. <laughs> um, if I you did. really like this, go check out Mostly Speaking Sentai. James, you want to give a quick uh synopsis it doesn't need a synopsis we watch super sentai try to get our friends into it nicole and i 
check out all of my podcasts. You can find them on MLMPod.com. Also, links to listen to this in case your friends are like, oh, you listen on Overcast. Well, I don't have Overcast. Where else is it at? Well, you can go to MLMPod.com forward slash hit it and credit. How it's spelled is how it sounds. And also check out my other podcast. This movie's gay. I'll get there. What the hell mouth. And listen to my rap music, Marshland Monster. That's all I have. Uh, he has a really good album out right now, uh, King Kaiser X. It's sampling all these Godzilla soundtracks, and it sounds really good. Hell yeah, it does. This uh, one guy said it sounded like an ICP ripoff, and I was like, quite frankly, I don't think you've ever heard ICP then. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, you have any thoughts on his uh, King Kaiser X? Uh, I fucking loved it. I've listened to just about everyone on there. Um, so most of them before they were even out. So he did get all the beats before it was even recorded. What's up, nerds? <laughs> Don't at me. But uh, yes, it is actually very, very good. Uh, I James just goes hard, man, and I dig it. Yeah. I, I like it when people come in hard and then just stay. In just, your face about it. They just it. keep hitting and yeah. don't stop. Uh, so it's great. I love uh, I love it. Please check it out. It's like you said, it's for free. Like, yeah, if, what, what if are you, you love are you losing. <laughs> if you love all the sounds and like all the music that's behind this podcast. Oh yeah, I do that. Go check out his music because he's the one he's the genius behind all of the audio for our podcast. Yeah. Like this is no joke. Go check his stuff out. So on me going like hard all the also TC's running late, so we can run a little late. Hey. Um our friend Nick Foster, he's been on Mostly Speaking Sentai, and he's on King Kaiser X. He did comment on saying, hey, James, I think why people might be turned off by you is that you just start at 110 yeah. and don't, like, there's no buildup, there's no, uh, except sometimes, like, the chorus will be even harder, but it's just 110 aggressiveness, <laughs> and then it does not stop until the end. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I agree with that, because, like, the very first day we came to, like, record our podcast, you showed us some of your music, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is, uh... Very unexpected. I didn't expect to get hit in the face this quickly. It was probably I, like Baphomet. I think I showed you guys. It was yeah, your, you showed us Baphomet. I think it was your one. You gave us an album. I forgot which one it was. Oh, 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 it was probably Play a Little More. It was from the podcast raps. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think it was Mouse Skellington then. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, Rudy, you have anything to plug real quick? Uh, to plug. Yeah. Uh, probably my phone into a charger. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'm, I knew he was going to say some it's dumb just, shit like Because that. Joe said one of those jokes last week. Get a new plug. I get like a new reference to a plug. Stop speaking, stealing bits. Speaking of plugs, we, sponsors, we should try and get some someday. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, please Could have gone like, so, speaking of plugs, man, hit me up if you need that dank stank, son. I don't, <laughs> I don't thanks dude. Uh, excuse me that's illegal <laughs> not soon you can sell weed soon baby Shit, pharmaceuticals right. also that it's a legal joke it's in memoriam of robbie patricelli who used to be part of uh, the hit it and critic crew we miss you alder all right i love you boy all right don't thank you guys r.i.p no uh we do have some more plugs <laughs> yeah wait do we <laughs> yes so we have i will plug this every time uh that we do a podcast please check out uh Missing Letter presents the kitchen sink for our boy Robbie because we love him. He's a big part of our life. He's you know he's not here right now. Why do you look so upset right now? I was getting to this. Okay, because you were just I couldn't tell. It sounds like you were just gonna end it. Yeah, it <laughs> sounded like you were wrapping up. 
wrap it up, wrap it up. Yeah, no, just, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. You already started. Finish where you started. All right. I mean, at least I know how to set an alarm. Like you do at night. It's fine. All right. (laughs) Uh, No, check out Missing Letter Presents uh, The Kitchen Sink for our boy Robbie. We love him. Robbie, we love you. It Um, is Missing Letter Presents The Kitchen Sink, not Missing Letter uh, Presents The Kitchen Sink. Can you not just calm down (laughs) with (laughs) me? Us, I edit out, so I guess I have to leave that one in now. I'm so sorry, Joseph Burke. Oh my god. No, uh yeah, please just check out his stuff. He's uh he's a really good guy. I always forget how to spell missing letter. M I S I N G L E T E R. It's just because there's double letters in both of those, so you remove one of the double letters. And it's a missing letter. Get it? It's clever. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and his um that handle is also his Instagram, so check out his artwork on his Instagram. And then also follow you guys on Twitter at Hit It and Crit It and on Instagram at Hit It underscore and underscore Crit It. Oh, H I T underscore H I T I T underscore A N D underscore C R I T I T. You guys want to close for me too? <laughs> this hey has guys. been another episode of Hit It and Crit It. I've been Burt Macklin and the <laughs> shells you listen to, you listen to them at home and it's fucking great. Uh, yes, and we, uh, oh, wait, yes. I forgot to say. And with that being said, I've been Burt Macklin. <laughs> uh, real quick, I just oh, want to say. I feel like we just slighted Corey so bad right We're there. returning to our regular programming le- next week, which oh, yeah. means I'm going back into the Dungeon Master seat, and I am petty as shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. So... Prepare um, for them curses, baby. Well, this is just payback because you didn't want to answer your fucking phone this morning. <laughs> and <laughs> I actually, with that being said, we love you. We love you. Good night. But, hey, answer your away. goddamn phone, Corey. Me, me asking, you know, when Jose said, you want to know what really bugs me? And I said, what, that we're not kissing right now? That deserves some inspiration my way. <laughs> the SoundCloud rapper joke, that deserves some inspiration. Y'all getting decaying curses. No, we're not. Because Is then it going to be decaying or zombification or uh, just all the You know what? I'll contact the writers and we'll see what Melora has. <laughs> you know what? I think for figuring out the continuity potholes in this movie at least gets me 20 extra xp ahead of the crew no jinx oh (laughs) you guys can't talk and also how are we supposed to solve that coffin thing let us know he's not gonna tell us we have to get out of that dungeon first for him to talk to it i just want to know was there a way to solve it can we know that uh was there a way to solve it without being plummeted into darkness Oh, man. He's not going to tell us. Also, this is the longest closing. Yeah, it doesn't matter, guys. (laughs) Bye-bye. Wait, no, let Corey do it. Bye-bye. Bye. We love you. No, saying with that being said. And with that being being said. said, Bye-bye. I wasn't going to interrupt you. That's a TC move. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye. This is technically a roundtable, right? Kinda. Yeah. Well, this is this Discussing is a podcast. And dragons. This is uh, in honor of James being on our podcast, so that way they can see what this is like, and then they go check out his podcast. I would just call this the No Joe So Yo. We watching movies, bro. Which is my new band name. <laughs> and.
for real. It's I'm off. I I'm sorry. I'm off hitted and critic now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who's who's starting it? Uh, let's start now. <laughs>